Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> well, now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers better appreciate it. When we started, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, man. You know, shoot our wad into the wind and see what happens. <laughs> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> our fucking faces are everywhere now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but You're but welcome, ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really? totally. this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. Hey, everyone. It's your friends at Sober, Not Mature. Hi there. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yes it's, it's both of your friends this time. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, but we do, we do have a purpose. Uh, we we actually usually talk about uh, our one website, but we actually have two websites now. So two we wanted to, two websites in one. <laughs> All right, so so everyone knows we still have the podcast website that is www.sobernotmature.com, uh-huh. and we just launched the store website. So uh, we also have that. Do you know what the website address is on that one, Mike? Of course, I don't. <laughs> it's pretty easy, Mike. It's www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Ah. So, <laughs> but from the, the the podcast website, you can still hit the store link and get into the uh, into the web store, or you can right. access it from our Instagram page through the highlights. Uh, we've been posting quite a bit about it, and we'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. do you know what's on the second website, Mike? Um, it, well, there's a store. There are products that you can purchase for you and your loved ones. <laughs> well, Mike, do we do we still have merchandise? <laughs> we have merchandise. Well, we got T-shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of crap. <laughs> and one of the one of the coolest parts, we also do have <laughs> all the recovery books from Hazelden, which is kind of a big deal. That um, is a least- big deal. Eh, at least for us. So all the books that we read, God grant me 24 hours, the big book, the 12 and 12, um, all of those books are available for sale on our website. And they once are. again, that, that store website is www.sober. <laughs> trying to help, man. <laughs> I know you are. You're not helping, though. Okay, now i got to say www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Dot so, com. Dot com. Visit that today or visit the, the podcast website, which is, again, you know the podcast website, so. Uh, com. <laughs> Did you just say sober but not mature? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> yeah, like fucking mush mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. You've suffered enough with this, and uh, we'll get back to what we were talking about previously. So visit the websites, though.
All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. In this episode, we actually have something that, well, <laughs> hopefully for once we have something fun going on. Um, <laughs> we, we, we have a guest. We've got Carly back with us from episode 83, I think we figured out last time. Right, Mike? Okay. Um, so, <laughs> and, and we have Mike not feeling well. So uh, greetings from the infirmary. <laughs> well, and here, here's a fun part. I talk a lot anyhow, so that's uh, that's probably not going to be a problem. We, we won't have a problem filling space with Carly and I, and then me for the rest of the episode. So we're good, but mm -hmm. um, Carly, thank you obviously for, for coming back on with us. Um, we truly, truly appreciate it. Everyone go back and also listen to episode 83. That was Carly and breeze. You'll get to hear both of their stories. Also, how uh, Carly basically attacked Breeze or tried to attack her on the stage of a bar. Um, it was fun, fun story. So yeah, go back and listen to that one. But so Carly, you're still doing the stuff on Instagram with Trust Your Message, right? Yes. Yes, and we then are. You've got a book that we're going to talk about. Yes. You're doing modeling now, if I see that correctly. Correct. And then did I see something about acting in there too? Was that another... <laughs> A little bit of I I wear many hats. Okay, and that's and the last thing there for Breeze is doing a podcast. She's got that coming up. So I had already mentioned to her on Instagram whenever she gets that up and running. To you guys, let us know. We'll be more than happy to maybe even have her on or cross promote or do whatever we can because uh, yeah, I just saw that on there. So yeah, you, you guys got a couple oh, of things awesome. going on. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, so start off wherever you want. I mean, the, okay. the point is to, for you to try to, we wanted to have you back on to talk about all these things you got going on and, uh, you know, let people, um, realize what you're up to over the last few months. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me on here again. Um, you were the first, uh, podcast episode that, or first podcast I had ever done. So I, it was a really great experience and you guys have always been very supportive and kind and uh, on my journey and all the, you know, activities and hobbies and everything I get involved with. And, um, you're just super, just supportive people. And I just, I really appreciate you both. And I'm very grateful to be on here again. So I just wanted to start off by saying that. Well, you're, you. you're welcome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And, uh, yeah, you're welcome. And thank you. And everyone listen to that. We, somebody said something nice about us. So we, we appreciate it, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yes. seriously, seriously. Thank you. Yes, no, of course. And thank you. And, um, yeah, so a couple of a couple of things that I've dove into um, that we'll talk about today, but the main focus is going to be the book, which is now uh, live as an audiobook. And so basically, the book that I wrote is a poetry book about recovery called "Human Behind the Mask," and um, that has to that is something that I wrote during my recovery once I got sober, and that talked about the topics of mental health, addiction and body dysmorphia. And Breeze, my girlfriend, being in the music industry and production and all of that, you know, creative stuff, we decided to put two and two together. And we actually just came launched a lot an audiobook that went live this week. Nice. Um yeah, and basically what that is is it's I narrated it. So it's my voice and I'm saying all of the poems. And then she, being, like I said, being in that music industry, she actually produced the music that goes behind all of the poetry and the theme of it. So it was, it's really, really cool. All the music matches really well, and each of the series has their own um, little genre of music. 
And so we're actually doing a um, listen party, an audiobook like launch listen party in Nashville because that's where she lives um, next weekend. So next weekend is my one year sober and our listen party for the audiobook. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, and uh, and and that's something too. Just let, let people know. I mean, where's it going to be? If uh, I don't know if we have anyone that listens in Nashville, I don't know where people are, but hey, let people know. Yeah, it's next uh, Saturday, um, February seventeenth at home. It's a it's a studio for producers in Nashville, and so it's going to be. We have a really cool sound system. We're going to have some non alcoholic beverages, and I think some people from the poetry and music community are going to come out. So it's going to be just really fun, and we're going to you know play play it really loud and be able to hear <laughs> yeah I mean you know breeze be able to hear the music that's involved in it and so yeah we're um we're super excited about that and just our first it's our first project that we worked on together because we both have a lot going on um independently that we do and we're both very creative people and we're in um in the cre- different industries but both creatives. So it was really cool to come together on a project and also the fact it's about recovery and we're both sober. So it was, um, we're hoping it's really impactful and people really enjoy it. And yeah, it sounds absolutely amazing. Um, I, I actually asked her before the podcast if she would send over some clips to you guys. So she's going to email those over to you so you can kind of listen to some samples. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so that's that's the gist of the audiobook in my one year because we wanted to launch it around my one year and it actually came out a little earlier, which was great. So we're really excited about that and then independently, we're both just doing yeah, we both stay really busy. Um I don't know if I've told you guys what I do full my full-time career is actually a, a residential home designer. Right. So I do that, you know, that's my that's that's my uh, full time career that I'm always very active with and very very busy with, and then I juggle a bunch of things on the side, and that really helps with sobriety and staying sober is just staying busy for me. It's um, you know distracting, and every time I get a craving, it's like well I have so many little hobbies and things I'm involved with that I can just jump you know I can just bounce around from one thing to the other. Um, so yeah, this week was my first acting gig, which was really fun. Um, <laughs> so where did where did you get get? Uh, I guess step back. What, where, and how? <laughs> oh, so just by being in the modeling world, um, I actually have been doing that for two and a half years. But I and so I've had picked. I've had. Uh, I was trained in runway walking, and I was. Um, trained in, you know, posing and commercial and print, like modeling and all of that. So I'm trained at modeling. I just hadn't really pursued it because I was, I had it, you know, I wasn't on this journey. And now that I'm on this journey of my sobriety journey, I'm really just honing in on all of the activities across the board that I'm interested in that I didn't really, you know, before I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really like make the time for it. I was always busy with work and then it was, you know, doing other things, um, that I'm I'm no longer doing. So, (laughs) right. So now I'm able to really focus on it and, um, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy it and it's, it's fun because 
it's a it's still a different it's a different creative path it's but it's still creativity so I can design the homes and that's how I can keep my mind busy with work and then I can also keep my mind busy with different gigs like modeling or acting and I love to paint I draw um you know all kinds of write poetry all kinds of just creative fun stuff to I really really recommend to anybody in recovery to just uh what's the word um when you like tap tapping into your creative side like letting letting things out artistically in some sort of creative form whether it's starting a podcast or you know I don't I don't know there's so many things you can do but just keeping yourself busy and occupied and uh, it's almost like you have to like have something to look forward to. And that's kind of what the modeling is for me, because each time I do it, it's something different. It's, you know, you're working with different people, you're doing a different look, you're doing different poses, it's changing it up. And um, kind of with the design, same thing with the houses, each house, it's different, it has its own personality, writing poetry, each poem, different focuses on a different theme. So it's just been really, really nice to just kind of have those creative outlets. And I've really they've helped get me to this point of almost at one year sober. Well, and that's the the one thing that, uh, and, and Mike's favorite line, right, Mike, is what will we do when we get sober, right? Exactly. God, life's <laughs> going to be right? so boring if we're not getting loaded anymore. <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, what am I going to do, sit around and twiddle my damn thumbs? <laughs> well, and the, the funny part, too, is that when, so when Mike and I first got sober, and we talked about this a million times, but we were in a sober living facility, and the actual facility for three months went into a three-quarter house. We were there within the, the Keating Center, let's say system for what year and a half, right? Mike, 18 right. months roughly in that area. Mm-hmm. And then he and I moved in together. And even during that first, until I moved back to Wisconsin, and I know you stayed really active after I moved, but that, that first three years, uh, I mean, I remember that it was once we started working, you know, we'd go to work, we'd get home, um, grab something to eat real quick or not, and then go to a meeting, come home, then, then maybe eat, watch an hour of TV and go to bed. You know, and that was our day. And then, you know, so we got to be involved and really immerse ourselves in 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 recovery. But then, you know, we start to, um, excuse me, you know, get relationships back. And now you got things going on with family and then you got friends and then you get all these different things. And um, it that first year, I think, is is huge. And I know it's huge for us, Mike, just to, to stay busy. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, you know, you, you're not medicating yourself. You're not nursing hangovers. You're not chasing the whatever, you know? Um, I mean, getting loaded takes a lot of goddamn time. (laughs) It does. It does. I didn't realize it takes up your time. And now I realize it's like, oh my gosh, I have all this free time. And it's like, you know, it's like, I don't have those days anymore where I'm like out for a day and then, you know, cause I'm so hungover or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And now it's just filling those time gaps and that's why everyone's like like to me right now I have so much going on and it's like but I almost need to in order for me to stay sober I need to be busy I can't just sit and because that's when I start to you know wanting like having my cravings and stuff I'm yeah. not I don't getting you know, in your cra- own head yeah craving for me cravings don't haven't gone away it's been it's almost a year they have not gone away but they're not as intense when I'm busy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that I remember hearing something very early and, uh, and whether or not, you know, you've heard this yet, or if you, you may end up hearing it from somebody, you know, people used to say every once in a while, you know, you, you can only, you can only hide in the room so long, meaning that, you know, you got to get out there and enjoy life. But then we had people that really knew what they were talking about. They're like, do whatever you got to do, man, go to a lot of meetings or, or stay busy. Like you are, you know, whatever, whatever we got to do, whatever gets us through and keeps us sober is what we're doing. As long as we're not doing anything harmful, which you're not, you know? So I was kind of, I was smiling, but also kind of laughing when you were telling me all this stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm tired just thinking about it, <laughs> you know, but, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And like, like Mike and I, we just talked about this last episode or, you know, a couple episodes ago that, you know, both of us love having nothing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, it's been, we've been sober a couple of years, but that's not even the time. And we're old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're oh, tired. So, I'm tired. Thanks, Carly. Thanks, Carly, for agreeing <laughs> with that. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I didn't agree. I just laughed. <laughs> you did. That's okay. It's all right. We're we're fine. But um, but you know, the the thing of it is, and it's not just the time we've been sober, it, it is it is the quality and what we've done and the work that we've done, you know. So the, whatever cravings you're feeling or that sort of thing, those will continue to dissipate. Um, you know, you may not I still think, you know, Mike and I talk about it. We've we've had alcohol dreams, we've had drug dreams, we've had oh my gosh, you know, yeah. thoughts about things like that. Sure. They don't necessarily go away, but Mm-mm. you know, right, Mike? Right, but the obsession gets lifted. I'm not obsessed right. with it anymore. Yes, I'm gonna uh... think about it. Yeah, it's you know, it's gonna be in my conscious for the rest of my life. That's fine. But I'm not obsessed. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it all the time. Do I think about it? Of course, but not constantly. And right. that's, that's fine. Yeah. You know, and when I do think about it, I go, hmm, yeah. And then I think about it a little more and go, how's <laughs> that going to end up making my life better? It's not. It's going to make it worse. And and then I move yeah. on. Then there's yeah. the next thing to do. Yeah. yeah and you the- can. You can be obsessed with things that you're doing. You can be obsessed with your, you know, this positive poetry and this this production that you and Breeze did and the modeling and your, you know, your day job and, and all these other things that you're doing. You know, these, you can have that. And I don't, obsessing is one thing when, when it's a positive, I look at it as being passionate about it. Whereas when we were all seeking alcohol, drugs, whatever the hell it is that we were seeking, that's the obsession, you know. But I mean, these are these are all passion things for you, it sounds like, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And they, like I said, they keep my mind occupied so that it doesn't, because the minute that I'm not focusing, it's kind of like, oh, well, how can I, I know how I can fill my time, but I know that's not the answer. So I, you know, I just have to keep myself really busy. And it's funny because you guys said something about the drug and alcohol dreams. And I have those ever since um, I've come up to like my one month until one year. I keep having like these nightmares where I like drink or drug and I wake up like sweating, like, Oh my gosh, I have to start my year. I have to start my year over. Mm. (laughs) I don't know if you still, if I don't know if those dreams ever go away, but I have those like nightmares and I wake up and I'm like, Oh wait, it was just a dream. Okay. Don't have to start one whole year over. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yes, I still have them not as often, but I still have them. And yeah, you know, you wake up and you look around and you go, ah, it was just a stupid dream. I'm still yeah. sober. Everything's good. Yep. And then you bring, and then you're grateful. Yeah, I'm still sober and I got another day to, to, to be sober again. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, definitely. And like you said about how I, about going to the meetings and everything and somebody, you know, saying you've got to get out and, uh, 
you know, some people having their opinions about whether or not you should be going to meetings or you should be out getting your life back or whatever it is. I agree with you in the fact that it's whatever is going to keep you sober and everyone's different. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, when it comes down to it, fuck them. You know, I mean, we're we're all on we're all on the same path, but we could do it differently. And the key is at the end of every day, you know, is that are you still sober? And to Mike's point, you know, are you making your little corner of the world a, a better place? And, you know, that's those are his words. I mean, I, I didn't mm-hmm. make that up. He did or he <laughs> stole it from somebody. But I it's probably good... <laughs> stole it, but I don't remember from who. But we, we I love use it. that. We use it all the time. You know, we're just sitting here trying to make our corner of the world a little bit better today. You know, and if mm-hmm. we, if, if I didn't hurt anyone and I stayed sober today, I may have had other problems or issues or things like that, but that's a, that's a win, you know? And there's yeah. a, there's, there's a lot of opinionated people. And I know that um, you've got, you've gone to probably still do like AA meetings and things like that. You find some judgmental people in certain meetings. If you don't like the way people are at one meeting, we've said this to other people. There's, there's other meetings. Don't necessarily stop going to meetings, find one that fits you, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. that there's, there's millions, you know, there, if not thousands, you know, if nothing else, there's so many meetings out there and you can pop online, you can do all these different things. And it's all about connection and people with, you know, you've got what you're doing with just doing something from a sobriety based thing. You've got sober connections. I mean, so do we through this and Instagram and that sort of thing. We don't, we don't know have, we don't know you, but I mean, I consider you a friend and it's just somebody that that we met. Yeah. That we met through sobriety and, you know, so these connections are huge, you know? Yeah, they really are. They keep you going. And, um, that it's like nice to have the encouragement too, from other people and, people who get it too, because, you know, I have, I, once I reactivated my account, I have a bunch of people who follow me and stuff, but a lot of them are, you know, I've known my whole life and I don't know people's stories unless they post about it, but like, I don't know if they struggle with addiction or not, but to my knowledge, they don't. So I like having the sober community because I feel the support and I feel the connection a little more than people like when people, I guess with the people who are recovering out loud, um, you know, it, it's nice to have them in your corner and them liking your stuff and everything. Because even though people, you know, who aren't maybe like I said, they might be, might not be, I don't know. I don't know their personal lives, but to my knowledge, aren't addicts, they're supportive, but it's different when somebody, has experienced those similar things that you have, and then you make that connection with them. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we can go, we can go anywhere. And I was just in, I was in Myrtle beach a couple of weeks ago and I, I went to a meeting and, you know, I, I walked into this club and I went to two meetings, one on a Friday and one on a Saturday, you know, basically same group of people both days, but, you know, I could have been in a meeting in, in Wisconsin or Cleveland or any other places I've, I've been. They're the same people, not really, but, you know, we're all speaking the same language. They all understand. I hear the same stories. And that is comforting. I can go anywhere yeah. in the world, anywhere in the world, and I have friends. You know, just yep. by walking into a room of, of Alcoholics Anonymous, I've got a room full of people who get it, who get me and understand me regardless of what I'm feeling or saying. Um, it's that It's that whole the sober community is cool. Instagram and all that stuff is great, you know, but really when you, when you start to meet people in person at some of these meetings like that, I mean, it's, it's almost unexplainable, you know? Yeah, it is. It's really, it's awesome. And it's good to have different connections and a support system, you know, and 
it's when you meet the people in, you know, in person and stuff. And let's say that you're having a bad day or, you know, I have my friend, I have my connections from rehab and, you know, they live in the same town as me. And if I'm having a bad day or something like I was having the other day, I can text them and meet up with one of them. And, you know, it's just, it's a little bit different than this, than the, um, online, you know, people that you meet and everything. It's not like you can go grab a coffee with them or, you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily call them on Instagram and like vent, but, you know, right. um, so it is, it's nice to have a whole, all the, the sober community, just all the options, I guess you can have, you have your people you meet online, then you have your people, if you go to meetings or rehab that you meet in person. And then, you know, if you're having a bad day or something, you can just meet with them and see them physically. And that helps a lot. So it's just, I guess, we're on the, we're kind of, there's meetings everywhere and things that, because we're everywhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. yes all, yeah. Mike and I were talking about that once the first couple of meetings that I went to and they were big meetings. I'm like, the fuck did all these trunks come from, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I know, I know there's, you know, plenty of people out there, but when you see, you know, a hundred people or 200 people or, or 300 people or God founders day, you know, um, eight or 10,000 people that are standing in a stadium. Um, it's, it's mind blowing, but in, in a very positive way, you know? So, um, just real quick with your, with your book. So I can't remember what Instagram page I, I, listed in the, like the promos this week, but is your book linked through one of your Instagram pages or which page is it linked to? Uh, oh, you mean the promotion, the, that's going on for my book? No, I mean like what I was doing, cause when I do, when I'll do this episode description, it's going to have a link to your Instagram. Um, and also do you want me to, I mean, you're, I'm guessing your book is available on Amazon and that sort of thing. But so if somebody's on Instagram and they went to one of your Instagram pages, can they click, is there a click through link to Amazon or do you have that at any of your Instagram pages or no? Yeah. On the buy, buy Carly and Marie one. So that one is like the, cause it's like, that's my like author page. That's why it says buy Carly. I have, oh. I have quite a few. I'm like, like a very, very busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And when you said to email you at a different one, I'm like, Oh, okay. So I got that one. Let me, <laughs> let me just see what, um, what page I have on there, but, but yeah, so let, tell us about the, so the modeling thing, are you doing another, like a whole nother Instagram thing on that or just doing that through your normal Instagram page or how are you going to promote that? Or what are you doing? I started a separate page for that. So I have my, I have quite a few. I have my Carly, my main one, which is Carly Reed. Then I have the by Carly, Carly, which is the, um, that's like my author page. That's why it's like by Carly Reed. You know what I mean? Like when you write right. a book or something. So that's my author where page, kind of my artsy page where I post things that are by, by me, like, um, a poem or writing or art, uh, things like that. And then the modeling page, which is going to be where I do my photo shoots and stuff like that. I just, I'm, um, I don't know my, I, I guess my mind's a little everywhere right now with everything. And I'm trying to under, <laughs> I'm trying to understand how to promote things and also what's going to work and stuff. Like, you know, do I want to keep right? Do I want to write another book? If so, okay. Or that's great. I have this, you know, I have the Instagram that's directed towards that. So if I want to, you know, become, I guess I'm leaving my, my options open. And then I have my modeling page. Cause it's like, okay, I don't want to be, you know, I have 
on on my main account, I have people's like, you know, my friends from elementary school and their grandmothers following me. So, (laughs) you know, I, I kind of want to try and separate that a little. So I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing like what works. Like if I'm trying to like have my different accounts, but they're target niches. So the, um, you know, the trust your message, that one's obviously that targets the recovery addiction community, um, sobriety community. So and that's like, I mean, that's like my favorite one because Breeze and I share that and it's doing great. And we love it's It just feels good to post those other people's stories and see all the support and encouragement that it gets. So right. that that one, trust your message. And then the artistic one, the main one and the modeling one. Well, and what I'll do, because when I did the uh, just the promotions for our upcoming guest, I had your Carly Ann Marie read. But I'll, I'll change the end when I do this description. So everyone take a look at this description because it'll be on here by the time you're listening. Um, I'll I'll direct them towards the Buy Carly Read page. So that's where your book is. Okay. Yeah. And that's also where we're doing a campaign launch for the audiobook and the paperback. And that one has is going to be having information and posts and stuff that have to do with specifically with the book, which I don't post specifically about the book on my um, on my on my other accounts. Okay. Can I make a suggestion for you to try to make your life a little bit easier with this stuff? <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't, we don't use Linktree. Okay. Um, okay. I, I looked into it when we, when we first started the podcast, a couple of months in, Mike was up in, in Milwaukee, um, hanging out. We were hanging out for a few days and that's when we um, set up the webpage, our podcast webpage long before our merchandise and things like that. So we decided to go all web page where it's access to everything. So people can get to our, our store, our podcast, um, anywhere it's played, all that stuff. So we went that way. Okay. But it's basically, yeah. it's basically the same thing. It's all sober, not mature shit. But for yeah. you, you've got all these different things, right? And <laughs> I looked into, I looked into Linktree and I'm just thinking about it from Instagram, in my opinion, is great on one end, but it's not so great on the others. And, and I heard this to begin with, and, um, you know, other people have said it too. Instagram's goal is to keep people within Instagram, you know, so yeah. that's why you can't post website links and things like that, external links, but Linktree is how people get around it. So for you, for instance, if you had a Linktree page that had, all your information on it. It could have your, your poetry stuff, your modeling stuff, your um, trust your message page, everything. And then on each one of your Instagram pages, you just have a link to your link tree. So then people have one click to see everything for you from every one of your pages. You could have seven different Instagram pages, but all of them point to the same link tree. Okay. Yeah, the, I do. I have a link tree. Oh, you do. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So yeah, it was just, yeah, when you were just saying your mind's all over the place about which way to promote, where to put it, I'm like, I don't use it, but I know people who do. And it seems yeah. pretty, depending on what you're using it for, and you've got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> it'd be nice if it was in one place, you know, for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I do. I have a link tree and I have a website too. And the website, what I did on the top is I broke down the tabs. So like one tab is for the book, one tab is modeling, one tab oh, is. so you got it all set up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, and I didn't uh, I didn't realize that. I and I didn't realize. I guess I didn't pay attention. I think we follow you on all your pages, but I, I guess I didn't realize the differences. But I'll make sure that we have the link to the to the creative one with the book, so then people can hit the um, the link to get to Amazon. But worst case scenario, the book audio book can people can access that through Amazon. Worst case scenario, to look up the book and, and say the name of the book again, so people know because people don't people have a no attention spans. It's human, right. human behind the mask by Carly Reed. Okay, perfect. And that's yeah, that'll be in the description part too. So cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, I don't know. I mean, how did? I think you talked a little bit about the, uh, you know, how the book and, and the poetry and stuff came about. Was this literally just that when you got sober, you started writing, and you're like, I want to do more. I want to add to this. I want to do this. And that's where all the entire book idea came from. Or how did all these things come to mind? Is it just trying to keep you busy or how did that all come about? So when I got sober and I was fighting cravings really bad, um, I would start writing and I just realized I then I started kind of rhyming the words when I was writing and I just kind of started expressing my pain in a poetic way. And, um, you know, and, and my thing was when I had a craving, I was trying to figure out why, because they say that when you're having it, when you have an addiction, you're running from something. And I didn't know what, I mean, I had an idea, but I didn't know, I wanted to really pinpoint. And <laughs> as I just told you about all my different Instagram pages, I can't pinpoint. So there's, <laughs> that's how the book came about because there's a lot of underlying things <laughs> that I was writing about. And so, you know, I would, I realized like, oh, I'm, um, you know, my mood's switching. And then I come to find out I have uh, borderline personality disorder. So I actually was like writing about the different, um, the different, personalities fight like competing with themselves and so um I just realized like and then uh another thing writing about was like oh I'm writing because I feel you know insecure today about the way I look and then come to find out like oh I have really bad body dysmorphia so all which you know kind of tied into the addiction part of it so it's like okay so I was using because I was a then it started to all make sense. It was like, okay, so I was using because I was, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to be hungry. So I had my, you know, drug of choice for that. Oh, I was using because I didn't like the way I felt. My emotions were off and, you know, I was on an emotional roller coaster and I wanted it to feel normal. So that, so it all started to kind of make sense. Like a, it was like putting a puzzle together as I wrote as to why I had these cravings and why I used in the first place. And it, allowed a lot of grace and compassion for myself. And as I wrote about it, I just made it my goal. Like, okay, my poems are, are going to be pretty like hard hitters. Cause they're going to be very like vulnerable and raw and authentic. And, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, confronting. Tr- truthful. Yeah. Truthful and confronting. <laughs> But they all are going to have a light at the end of the tunnel because that's what I was searching for. And then what I realized is as I would share my, I start to tie in my poetry with, okay, now I'm going to paint a piece that goes with this poem. Okay, I'm going to do a photo shoot. So then I tied in my modeling, like to go along with the theme of this poem. And then it just kind of all wove together. And basically then what happened is 
as I started to share my poetry, I got a lot of positive feedback and a lot of, you know, people connect. It, it was giving me that connection that I was, you know, I was, iso- I was isolated for so long. And then my poetry was a way of connecting with people, even people who weren't addicts who could relate because, oh, they also had, you know, a mental health disorder, or they also had body dysmorphia or an eating disorder or some sort of, so I was able to kind of touch the hearts of different people, not just addicts. And then that's when I kind of realized, like, I'm going to take these this seri- uh, these different series and I'm going to put a book together. And I because I feel like you don't have to be in recovery and you don't have to be an addict to connect with my poetry or my book. Right. And I strongly, strongly, I know that anyone who reads it is going to feel seen and heard and somehow be able to connect with it. So that's, that was my goal for that. And that's how that happened, but it didn't happen on purpose. Like I never, (laughs) I never thought I would publish a book ever. I never thought I would get into poetry. If you would have asked me it, like, you know, before I entered recovery, I would have been like, poetry's like weird. (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that I ended up getting into it and ended up turning my pain. It was a way to turn pain into something beautiful. And I realized how poetic pain could be. And it was a really fascinating thing. It really helped me embrace all my flaws. Right. Well, and, and Mike, you'd probably know about more about that from the artistic side of things. I mean, isn't that that's kind of like the deal with a lot of musicians and artists and things like that is turning some of that that pain into something creative, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and from a recovery standpoint, taking our pain and, and helping someone else, that's that's how it gets better. That's the best way to make it better for ourselves because it is selfish. Right. You know, we're taking this crap that we've gone through and we're relating it to other people and helping them and letting them know that they're not alone and there's a solution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you kind of, you know, you're you kind of connect with people and um people, different people can relate because of their experience or they don't relate, but they just like your work. So like, mm-hmm. for example, if you, if you're, you know, young or you haven't been in love or what, and you listen to a Taylor Swift song about a breakup, you might not be able to connect or understand. But then after you go through your first breakup, you're blasting Taylor Swift. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of the way art works and you just produce it based on your experience. And then people come across it and they either relate or they don't. But, um, you know, my hope, it, I, I strongly think that my, the poetry is so touches on so many different topics that it can relate with a lot of people. Well, and I thought one of the, one of the best things I, I kind of laughed at when you said that none of this happened on purpose. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, there's so many of these things that turn out to be uh, either, either helpful or fun or entertaining or, um, you know, whatever, fill a void. That's what, that's what this whole podcast thing did. And that's the reason I said fill a void. Um, I felt, you know, kind of a void ish at the point that we started this and kind of needed something. I was listening to the podcast, but then, you know, almost from an egotistical standpoint, right, Mike, we're like, fuck, we can do that. You know? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it turns and had, out we're actually kind of touching people and helping them too. So that's a yeah, bonus. I know. And, and, 
to to begin with, and Mike Michael even still say he doesn't care. I think he does a little bit now, but um, <laughs> you know, because we we have we get some of these some of these comments from people and just random comments, and then you know we we meet all these nice people like you and Breeze and all the other guests that we've had on, you know, that become you know part of this whole recovery life that we have. But on top of that, it just it gave Mike and I, and this goes back to the selfish side of it. It gave Mike and I an outlet every single week to talk about our recovery. And to begin with, we were like, if if people listen, that'll be cool. If they don't, fuck them. You know. Yeah. And even even to this day, and I look at it, I keep an eye on the number of plays and our like our um, our episode plays have been down over the last you know, probably a month or so. I don't know why, you know, but our age group has changed. We're, we've got our largest age group now is like the 35 to 44 range where it used to be the 45 to 49. And then we've got some of the younger crowd now. I don't know where these people are fucking coming from, but I mean, mm. you know, somehow we're, we're getting in touch with people and there's a core group of people clearly that listen to us and, you know, maybe don't hate us completely. And even if some of them do, then same thing, you know, if, if people don't like what we're doing, then fine, fuck them. Say, I think say same thing with you, but you've got all these pot, you've got a far more positive thing going on than we do. Um, oh, that's you know, not true. Well, I don't know. I mean, some of the you have you, listen, have you listened to other recovery podcasts? We actually kind of make fun of them sometimes because they're people are so nice and they congratulate people and we laugh. We just laugh at each other and laugh at circumstances. I don't know. It just we're we're a different. You're maybe a different breed. There we go. We're a different breed. And, you know, there, there's a, maybe a small percentage that every once in a while, you know, I think we, we hit home with people, but, and, Mike is the one that ran across and that was probably about a year ago, right? Mike, when you first started running across a lot of these normies that were listening to us just because, yeah. you know, they enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, exactly. They relate to us on some level. I have no idea what that level is, <laughs> right. but I'm glad they're yeah. here. Or they have a son or a daughter or family sure. member or somebody that it helps them understand a little more by listening. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, it's kind of, it's funny because, it reminds me kind of of my mom because, you know, she doesn't have the addiction issue and stuff that I do, but she'll, you know, she'll listen to podcasts and she'll follow accounts and stuff that talk about sobriety because she knows what I'm going through. Right. So you have people like that that kind of jump on the bandwagon because they can relate not because of their own personal experience, but because of somebody they know. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what a couple of people said to you, Mike, right? That uh, mm -hmm. it's people in their lives that, that have the, the same problems and they're able to get, it's almost like getting, uh, I don't know, the cheat sheet on what their family member's going through. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And, and they, exactly. I, I think they get some kind of comfort to knowing that, you know, yeah, you know, we're, we're still fucked up, but we're doing the thing and we're not as <laughs> fucked up as we were. And there is hope there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is hope. And, you know, it does, you know, there is positivity in it. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be all, all bad and not, you know, addiction isn't a, it's something you can't help. And it, yeah, it's helpful for people to be able to connect with others on that and realize that, especially family members who don't experience it themselves, but experience it because of somebody in the family. Right. But I mean, the, the same thing too, is that we're, we're having fun doing this. And I know that um, even though you're, you know, you're a lot of the things or all the things you're doing are occupying your time and taking away from cravings and things like that. I know for a fact, you're enjoying yourself and that's the key. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's helping on so many different levels. I mean, you're helping people, you're filling a, a void or, you know, obviously filling time and taking away from the cravings that you may have. And on top of that, they have enjoyment that comes out of it. I mean, what the, what the hell more can we ask for? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I love all my little hot, I wouldn't be 
be doing them if I, you know, if I didn't enjoy them. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy them. And I'm really, really grateful that there's other, you know, that there's outlets and things that I found that I enjoy that can take my mind off of the cravings. I'm grateful for that. Definitely. And um, I mean, well, uh, what do you want to wrap up with? Do you want to just kind of go over briefly again what you're doing, where people can find you, where they can find the book? Uh, you know, obviously we'll have everything in the description, but um, anything else you want to just kind of wrap up everything you talked about briefly so people know where to find you? Yeah. So again, my name's Carly. You can find me on Instagram at Carly and Marie Reed. Um, I have quite a few pages that we talked about. Um, I am a home designer, a model, an artist, and um, a writer. And I just, you know, my new book just came out called Human Behind the Mask. And you can get that on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere you can buy books. And the audiobook just came out this week. And right now that's available on Amazon, but it will be available on 45, over 45 platforms starting next week, like Spotify and um, Audible and all those, uh, all everywhere you can get an audiobook. <laughs> no shit. Well, that's, that's actually very cool. Really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, and um, anyway, yeah. So that pretty much wraps it up. Oh, and I'll be one year sober next Friday. <laughs> well yeah definitely yeah it, when you post about it we will we will cheer you on that's right. a, that's for damn oh, sure oh yeah thank you guys i can't yeah. wait for that and then just remind breeze too that uh you know once that once she gets the whole podcast thing in order that uh you know and i i mentioned on instagram but yeah definitely make sure that she you know reaches out to us and um if she wants to come back on and talk about it at that point it sounds like uh you know it's in the I don't know, the early stages of it, but whenever it's up and running, you know, we'll do the same thing for her too. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I will absolutely let her know. And she told me to tell you guys hi. So oh, tell her we say hi. Hi, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hopefully she listens that she could hear us say hi back. What's up, Breeze? And hey, Breeze, thank you again for the whole music thing you did for us at the end. We love the fuck out of it, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, awesome but um but yeah so uh mike we we still have the other um little web web promotion there for elise and the other individuals so um i think it's probably a good time to take a break and then we'll we'll let carly go but uh, carly thank you thank you so much for for coming back on and we appreciate it we really do oh thank you guys so much for having me uh again i you guys are just awesome and i love i love that we've connected so thank you so much Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Carly. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and everybody hang on. We're going to have a brief word for some friends of ours, and we'll be back with just Bill and I with more nonsense right after this word. Hey, I'm Alexandra Nyman from the Break Free Foundation, and I'm Elise Bryson from The Sober Curator. Join us on February 12th at the Prince George Ballroom for Break Free at New York Fashion Week, an immersive experience that blends art, design, and fashion with advocacy. See and hear from models and designers, including Lady Cat and Travelist Designs, who are raising awareness for mental health and recovery through their love of fashion and design. All proceeds will support the Break Free Foundation, who provides scholarships for those seeking treatment for substance use disorder. Get more information at www.breakfreefoundation.org. All right, 
everyone. Welcome back. And yeah, look at that. It's just us again. Magical. Hi there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The, she's grown up so much. They grow up so fast, don't they? <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but son of a bitch, man. I, I really, I mean, it's just, I knew, I see all these things pop up on Instagram. She's like, here, follow my new page. Check this out. This, that. I'm like, eh. So I just, I follow, 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 follow. And that's why I was right. a little confused on which pages. But everyone, take a look at the description. Look on Amazon. We'll have everything in there, uh, obviously, if you guys are listening to this. So, uh, but yeah, check, check them out. Support her, support Breeze. Um, two young individuals. Young by age, young in sobriety, but out there kicking some ass and doing some good things. So doing um, the thing, man. Yeah, we just uh, we appreciate the hell out of him. So yeah, and she said nice things about us too. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, every every once in a while, it's nice to have people say nice things about us. It is sure. Right. So, um, do you have your book? Do you feel like doing your reading? <laughs> no. I mean, I it's I don't have it. I can grab it. It's several it's feet away from me. Well, and and like I said, I I know you don't feel good. It, it's up to you. I got things we can talk about. I just thought if you wanted to do the reading, then uh, we could do that. And then like give us something to talk about. I didn't have one picked out, but I like I said, I can uh, give me two seconds. I can grab it and flip okay. it open and read something. Let's, Hang on let's, a minute. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. You know, this is this is how we do things. Just doing things on the fly, but. Uh, <sighs> But seriously, though, um, you know, make sure that you guys are are checking out Instagram. And if you don't follow the pages um, for Carly, uh, for Trust Your Message, um, all those things are, are on her Instagram page also. And so I'm back. What? Definitely want to make sure that now nah, I'm just yapping. I'm telling people to make sure they follow all their pages, Carly's pages. So, yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah, do it. Do it. Um, all right, man. OK, Mike, over to you. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Wasn't there something? I don't know. Like I said, I'm flipping this thing open. That's fine. Yeah, uh, we one. This will make it more fun. Just having some sure. random shit. All right. Well, let's try this. This is a couple days ago. Uh, February 8th. I accept the universe. Margaret Fuller. Didn't have a chance to look her up. Uh, recovery asks that we surrender our will. That we accept life on life's terms. During our active addiction, we fought the universe or tried to bend the universe to fit our wishes. We fought not to surrender, but to keep using alcohol or drugs as long as we could. Surrender tells us to let go, to stop fighting, and to let our higher power and others in. Recovery teaches humility. Humility is about acceptance and working to find our right place in the universe. We accept help when it is needed or offered. Humility is also about accepting the fact that we are unique but not special. We accept, we accept hope instead of hopelessness. As we find our place in the group, we attend, we start to accept the universe on its own terms and to find our own place within it. Prayer for the day. I accept the fact that I have an illness and I accept that I will need help. I will work with the universe instead of fighting against it. To do this, higher power, I need your strength. Today's action. Today I will sit down and write about five ways I have fought the universe instead of accepting it. I will share this list with my sponsor or a recovery friend. 
You know what's surprising though is out of out of all the readings that you do, Al, this was only two days ago, but um, yeah, I uh, I I remember that one like one hundred percent. So um, I all thought right. I was gonna, I almost I, I might have actually made a note about that. Well, the thing that kind of cracked me up is that you know I mean universe that was one of the first things I wrote down because we talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know that um, not necessarily it's a you know the god thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think when one of the earlier episodes I I think we had talked about that that the that the universe <laughs> kept. Uh, Kept placing you and I together, you know, so right. whether, we, whether we wanted to be or not, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so at the, at the time we didn't realize, you know, Hey, look at this, all these years later, we didn't realize maybe it'd actually be a good thing to what the universe did. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are, there are forces, uh, whatever, you know, um, yeah, shit, you know, happens, I guess for a reason, um, you know, right. And I accept that fact today. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the other thing too that uh, sure as in, hell don't fight against it anymore because <laughs> I'm too fucking tired. <laughs> well, and it's and we figured out that it's fucking pointless, you know, to try mm-hmm. to, to try to fight against the shit because we we know right. what happens, you know, we right. that happened all those all those years that we were drinking or that you know drinking and using for you know for a lot of people, um, you know that it it doesn't help it doesn't help to to fight against any of this shit, you know. Mm-mm. Sometimes, obviously we've made it very clear. We still have to do the work. I can't just sit here in a chair and be like, okay, right. Good. Make good things happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. I can do the fucking work, you know, yeah. but, um, but yeah, you know, and things, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird concept though. You know, the fact that neither one of us believe in, well, I guess we don't have to believe in the, you know, the, the mystical creature in the sky, but you know, everything nope. happens for a reason. Well, people are placed into in in our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe that you know people come into our lives at the right time for the right reasons. Yeah, even if even if it's a bad thing, they oh they absolutely in, you know for the right reason because we learn something from the motherfucker. You know, if we're paying so. attention. Yep, <laughs> right, right. Which is part of doing the work, paying <laughs> <Yeah>. attention. <laughs> but I, I wrote down a couple of things. So. I wrote down surrender our will, um, life on life's terms. Hmm, heard that once or twice before. Uh, the fact that we fought to keep using um, acceptance. I'm going to circle that one, mm-hmm. and then unique but not special. I like that mm-hmm. one. So because we always we always talk about that, you know. I mean, obviously, most people in recovery before before we get sober, we feel that what's the term terminally unique. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am different than everyone else. I am special. I am right, entitled, and right, exactly. Nope, not none of that. None of that. I'm a garden variety drunk. So how does how does the term unique but special apply though? Because if we're if we're not unique, do we are they looking at it in two different ways? You know, I mean, are we're we're different from our fellows? Would that be the unique? Uh, I mean, you know, we're not, we're individuals, which we right. are, you know, um, but I mean, we're, we're not special and we're not, I don't know how unique we are. I, I could, <laughs> I could argue that one. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you, yeah, I you mean, and I could argue anything, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. That I could do as well, but I don't anymore again. <laughs> um, but. Yes, you know, we're we're individuals, so there are slight variances in 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 us, but uh, you know, bottom line, we're all pretty much the same. We're all humans. Um if you're in this little thing with us, we're all alcoholics and drug addicts. Um it, it, there's not a whole lot different 
with any of us. You know, I mean, uh, Bill and I have never been to prison. I've been to jail. Um, You know, um, I never had a DUI. Bill did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, (laughs) We both had divorces. Um, We we both. But I had two. Right. I've only had one. Uh, <laughs> right. God, you know, wait, so again, wait a, you know, wait a second, man. I'm, I'm starting to feel bad about myself. I, I mean, ah, things I, no, come on now. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm kind yeah, of proud. You, I'm like, it, I got divorced right. twice. I got a DUI. Right. Look, we're in the same place. Look at that. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you've never been to prison. And then, right. right. You've never spent any lengthy time in jail. I'm sure nah. you've been on a tank or two. Eh, just, you know what? Only, only once that I spent overnight. I can tell that wow. story, you know, but uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, so, I'm just, uh, yeah, just bringing to the point. Yes, you know there are there are variances, but um, uh, real differences. No, no. So no true uniqueness. Just just little variables here and there. But that's it. We're right. all pretty much the same. Yeah, and I mean I agree with that because I and and that's the thing. I just I, the reason I I wrote that down is because it used those those two words, uh, unique mm-hmm. and special, which I think mean the same thing to you and I. Right. You know, but it said in that in that sentence, unique but not special. But yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And you know, the the surrendering our will and life on life's terms. I mean, those are the those are like you know, first two three steps in there that uh, that really comes down to it. You know, that whole surrender and fucking life on life's terms. I mean, we've talked yeah. about that endlessly, but. Right. Um, well, and, yeah, and, I mean, and like in the reading said, you know, we we tried to bend the universe to our own will. How'd that work <laughs> out? <laughs> right. right, right. Can't bend shit. I know. Yeah, it's uh, we tried though, and that's oh, yeah. that goes that goes down to the the other thing that I wrote down. You know, fought to keep using, and that's mm-hmm. that is you know part of that bending. It's like, oh no, we're not hurting anyone. We can do this. I can figure this out. And right. Um, you know, like I like I said to myself, at, at some point I'm going to need to, you know, kind of bend my ways. I'm going to have to, you know, ease up a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I end up, you know, almost dead in detox. You know, so yeah, that's yeah. I guess that was I guess that was the time. But mm-hmm. um, and then the biggest thing, you know, obviously acceptance. We talk about that all the time, but I think you know it, and we say it. Acceptance is key, right? Absolutely, accept the you know, serenity prayer, man. Accept the things we can't change shit there it is there's nothing i can do about it i'm not gonna fight against it right yeah you know um more often than not these days i'm just gonna you know acceptance ignore it let it whirl yeah you know <laughs> let it spin around over there because there's nothing i can do about it i can't stop it i can't control it i can't slow it down i can't make it go faster i can't make it go away i can i can step away from it i cannot focus my attention on it but it's going to be there and okay, fine. You know, just, I have to let it not affect me in a negative way as much as I can. That's, that's where my control lies. And that's the only place my control lies is how I react to it. Right. That's it. Yeah. And it is. I mean, even, even to this day, um, control, uh, fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, you know me, I mean, I just, I'm a, I'm, I'm still, I, the only difference with, well, there's a, there's some differences that my degree of wanting to control things is Mm. a hell of a lot better than than it was. I mean, and it, and it does get better with time and it gets better with, with patience with, but I'm also not good at patience, but Mm -hmm. you know, the, here's the thing and it, here's a, it just popped into my head. So, um, I started the new job on Monday. It was all training. It's all remote. They set me all the computer equipment and things like that. I set it all up on Friday. Everything worked. I had my wireless keyboard hooked up my wireless mouse, the whole bit. I'm all set for, you know, Monday morning. So 
I turn everything, the computer on before I had to log in. This and that, I go back and my keyboard's not working. I'm like, well, fuck, you know, <laughs> I kind of need a keyboard, right? Yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, it to me, it looked like I thought my wireless keyboard went dead. So I, I had the keyboard that they sent me. I ran downstairs. I'm talking about this is like 10 to, you know, and I'm supposed right. to be on in like 10 minutes. Run down, hook that up. It's still not working. This, that, the other thing, all said and done, I end up, I end up connecting, you know, to my, uh, with my Chromebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so I'm not in the system and all this shit worked on Friday and the, the trainer's very cool about it. Like, Hey, when, you know, let's, let's just start on this. You could see you would be in the zoom meeting. I could be part of the training, get a hold of it. They look at whatever they fix it. Then it happens again that same day mm-hmm. back in, they find this some corrupt files in this thing and then they fix it and everything's good. Right. And then, you know, the later that day, um, every, everything's fine. You know, three times though, on Monday and then fine on Tuesday fine on Wednesday, but yesterday keyboard just stops working on me again. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck man. So I'm um, all said and done. It, it worked today. I don't know why they're supposed to be sending me another adapter, but I'm having, you know, clear computer issues mm-hmm. and I'm getting, um, I'm actually physically feeling anxious about this whole thing, you know, right. to the point of, um, it, it wasn't even, it was a little bit anger, but not really, but it was just this, um, again, this nervous anxiousness. And I, yeah, and I thought about it last night. Yeah, but when I when I went to bed last night because I thought about it, it's what you and I talk about. I'm like, I'm not really mad, so I'm, I'm do my prayers, I do my ten step that I do every yeah. night, and I'm like, okay, so back to basics here. We talk about all this shit being fear based, and I I went back. I'm like, is is any of the way I'm feeling? I'm a little angry. I'm a little anxious. Is this fear based? And I thought about. It. I'm like, absolutely, it was because. The fact that I don't, the tools that I need to, mm-hmm. to learn, to do the job, to earn the money, to, right. you know, for my livelihood, huh? you know, it are not working and that's causing fear. It's fear for my own livelihood, you know? Sure. You know, and, then and, and you know, throw a little ego in there too. Cause you know, you're just starting this new thing. You want to show them how fucking fantastic you are, but <laughs> it's slowing you down. Well, in, in this, it did that. Seriously, at this point, had nothing to do with it because all we're doing is we're taking in information. Right. Unless I'm really, unless I'm really fantastic at taking notes, you know. But, <laughs> um, but seriously, that that part of it, and I'd be the first one to say, yeah, and I am. I'm a fucking egomaniac. After listening to calls today, I'm like, I could do this fucking shit, uh-huh. you know. So my ego ness came out today, but not doing mm. that part of it in my <laughs> head, at least. But it was, it was that, it was that fear that this is going to hold me back to to not be able to do this thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, or at least it's going to put me behind and I don't want to be behind. Right. And then I'm like, last night I'm like, motherfucker, man, you know what, what we talk about is actually true. Yeah. You know, it, you can take, <laughs> I'm taking this, this work computer issue and, and really um, narrowed it down to, to fear. And I, I amaze myself. I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. And it's, it's not awesome because it's a computer thing, but the, the fact mm-hmm. that I, that I was able to, you know, run through all the shit in my head, actually use the tools that you and I talk mm-hmm. about on here, um, you know, to, to ease my mind so I could go to sleep. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, this shit <laughs> works. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. I even, I even listen to myself every once in a while. And you, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that was the most shocking, but right. But yeah, so the, yeah, the acceptance part of it, um, you know, once again, we had talked about everything, the serenity, obviously great and clear example, um, you know, accepting the things that, you know, we cannot change and courage and blah, 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 and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I like that reading and uh, seriously, I, I remember that one as clear as day and granted it was only a day ago, but Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, everyone, I think everyone's heard how, how bad my fucking memory is. So 
you know, remembering something from yesterday is kind of a gift. <laughs> That's kind of neat. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's kind of. I like it. So, anything else about the reading? And thank you for for doing that. I know you're. I know you're not feeling well, but uh, I thought, mm. yeah, what the hell? Let's do the reading. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we did it. It's done. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a couple of a couple of side note things, and they, the first one is. Um, we got an email because I told you about that. Uh, you know, obviously Elise wants to do the night of recovery thing mm-hmm. uh, in Seattle. We're trying, obviously trying to get one done in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you know, they sent us um, kind of a, I don't know, a rough cost estimate type of thing. But mm-hmm. one of the things that's, that's involved is having a venue to do it. Right. And I'm just kind of mentioning it now or I'll, or I'll forget to, to let you know. But um, I think you said you might know somebody that has a venue. So mm-hmm. When you get a minute, maybe, you know, reach out to the person, find out, kind of let them know what we're, what we're trying to do, what kind of costs would be involved and stuff like that, because uh, then we can start um, figuring out some other stuff and figure out if the Keating Center can be involved or there's a whole layer of shit that has to be done, but the venue is yeah. the big thing. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but this, uh, yeah, the night of recovery, and you know, again, the uh, the individuals we had on from the from Chris and, and Shannon uh, a few episodes ago were four or five episodes ago now, um, you know, they're starting to do these things in different areas of the country. And if um, hopefully we're going to be able to bring one to Cleveland and um, they're trying to do them in Florida, they're trying to do one out in Seattle, um, just a good group of people doing some really good things that um, I, I think we're, I'll say we're going to be fortunate enough, hopefully to be involved in yeah. um, or with and in, and um, just they're doing some good work and same thing when we were talking about with Carly and Breeze, you know, uh, people out there doing the thing. And, um, it's just, it's cool to be a part of something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, we will, Hey, stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> stay tuned. More will be revealed. More will be revealed. And may I bitch a little bit about Spotify for podcasters for a minute? Please. <laughs> so I get this email yesterday or the day before, and it's like, Oh, we're going to be doing some changes as of June of 24 and whatever date it was. And I'm like changes in like, uh, edits, whatever, and this and that. So basically what they're doing is they, um, Spotify for, once they went to Spotify for podcasters, there's some sort of link they have with Riverside, which is, you know, for everyone out there, that's the recording studio that we use. And I think the beginning part was, is like video podcasts could be loaded right up on, into Spotify for podcasters for video stuff, which we've never done. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, they're making some changes. So on the Spotify for podcaster side where I do all my editing and make do my clips and all those different things, mm-hmm. all those editing functions are going away. Mm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because Riverside's got this very robust thing and it's got this whole editing stuff, but it's, it's harder to, to pinpoint and cut pieces like I do. It's easier to do on my phone. I could zoom in and cut these little pieces out and whatever. And I do these episode clips every day. So mm-hmm. the background music that I use for our daily clips, that's all going away. Mm. So I can, I can still use, I, I figured out a couple of things. Riverside has automatic clips and that's what I'm going to do. Cause I'm not going to try, try to fucking pinpoint all these clips out of Riverside. I love this. I love doing the editing, but I do not want to add an extra hour. Right. <laughs> trying to grab clips out of here. When mm-hmm. Riverside, they do these magic clips. You like do this and they'll generate a bunch of one minute clips. That's what I'm going to use. I just won't have the um, music in the background anymore. But I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. But I get it because now right. what what they're going to do when I went on just to check it today uh, when I had some time before we started recording, they're already changing the way that 
you build an episode on on Spotify already. Because when I first went in tonight to try to just get some, see how it's going to be set up, they're they're starting to make changes already. I'm like, oh fuck, how do I even do this? You know. So I figured out how to do it already. But I'm like, I don't, I hate fucking change. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I got all of this shit down. Granted, it still takes me, which I don't think is a long time. Mm. It takes me an hour and a half or hour and 15 minutes if I have no technology issues Mm -hmm. from the time that you and I stop talking to the time it's done. And that's not just cramming through, but hour and 15 minutes, I get everything set. I'm like, I've got it down to a science. I I don't need any more of these fucking interruptions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyhow, that was just my bitching about that. But, um, you know. You know what? You know what? Everyone out there, you're still going to get the same quality products. Right. <laughs> quality with a K. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. It's uh, the one thing is just uh, for everyone else out there. I'm not doing any more fucking work on here. You're going to get what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's everything. I, I can still I've got the program I used to cut it. We're still going to drop our episodes in there. I can shave off the, the middle stuff and whatever. I can still do all that. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like doing I'm not doing more work because, you know, that would kind of make us even I don't know, like you professional. Blech. Nah, nah. <laughs> don't want to do any of that. So that was just, yeah, my bitching on that. But a little bit. Right. so um, this came up on a podcast. We've talked about it. I don't actually don't know if we've talked about it on here. So the I think it's called an acronym, right? Halt, H-A-L-T. Oh, yeah. Just uh, where the hell did I? I just read that the other day or maybe that was this in, morning. Yeah. Was that this morning? Yeah, that it might have been. been. Okay. So I thought I heard it on a podcast, but I think you're right. It was in one of the, one of the books. So for anyone out there that doesn't I think it was know, keep it simple. If you want to know I think the truth. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So the, um, the term acronym, whatever it is, HALT, H-A-L-T yeah. stands for, um, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Okay. Right. Which technically that what we've always been told is that if you, um, if you're any one of those four things, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. If you're what two or more, that could be a real problem. Right. Does that sound right? So that was, I just thought, I don't remember ever talking about that, that on here huh. and just what, what your thoughts are. And, um, I don't know which, which two of those or any of those, let's say happen most for you, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or, or words, what combination do you deal with? Uh, well, tired. <laughs> yeah, I guess we established that before, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's definitely the one. That's the biggest one for me. Um, you know, hungry, uh, whatever. You know, I eat just fine. I'm fine with that. Um, you know, I'm actually, I've actually dropped a few pounds. And so, you know, you can't lose weight if you're not hungry occasionally. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, angry, sure. You know, things piss me off. But again, um, been doing this a while. I, I've, I'm pretty good at that one now. You know, I recognize it and realize it's it's not real healthy for me to be angry for too long. Too angry for too long. Little angry is okay. Uh, yeah, you know, tired. Um, and lonely doesn't really affect me. Never has. <laughs> no, that's not true. I was, I was lonely when I was, you know, miserable, drunk. Um, but yeah, I you know I like my alone time. I like being alone. I I work by myself for the most part. Um, you know, I live by myself. Uh, lonely's not an issue for me. Never is. And 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 thankfully now, um, you know, another person is is all I got to do is reach out. You know, because I have that support system now. So yeah, lonely's never there. But. Um, Eh, angry, yes, I have to deal with sometimes, and uh, tired, yes, 
I have to be <laughs> careful. Um, but, you know, I, I get some rest. If I'm hungry, I eat something. If I'm angry, I look at why I'm angry. And, and we've already established it's probably because I'm scared of something, which I don't want to fucking look at. And I don't want to fucking admit because <laughs> I'm a man. God damn it. I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> afraid of fucking everything. Right. Um, <laughs> but again, not as much as I used to be. So, yes, um, it is a helpful tool. It's um, like... All the rest of it, we need to be aware of ourselves and and our our feelings and our emotions and all of that. Um, but we also can't focus on them too much, and we can't let them run our lives. You know what runs our lives are the principles. You know, um, <laughs> and the absolutes, which we've talked about plenty on here too. So, you know, if, if I focus on those more than being angry and lonely and tired and hungry, um, yeah, I'm all right. Right. Yeah. And I don't know, just when, when I thought about that and over, over the years, I remember hearing that pretty much right away. I think mm-hmm. when we were really new and they said that, you know, especially if, if you got all four of those things that can, oh, yeah. that can cause you to, you know, to, to drink because you get kind of a case of the fuckets and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I can't say that I've, I don't know. I, I probably had all four of those things at, at once, at least at some point when oh, since sure. been sober, you know, but you're the, the, that's the one too, like the, the lonely part. And there's a difference between in, I know you for a fact, I know you said it on here mm-hmm. and I think you said it, you know, specifically you and I over the years, there's a, there's a huge difference from being alone and lonely. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, I've worked, uh, I worked remote years ago, you know, and I, I don't mind working remote now. I don't mind alone time or anything like that, which is, you know, part of it. I'm not saying that I wondered there, there's a human connection that I really appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, but I can, I can still get that even when, even when I start traveling and things like that, you know, I'll be on my own, you know, technically, but, right. um, I go to a meeting, I can go I, yeah. just even walking around to a fucking grocery store, you know, or yeah. going out someplace. I don't need to, to stand and talk to somebody just being around and, mm-hmm. you know, being around people doing this thing every week. You know, this right. is a, a connection. I mean, I get it. We're not face to face or anything like that, but, yeah. um, but I don't know. I'm sure, you know, I've had loneliness, you know, it's not something that, that plagues me or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm tired. I laughed at that because yeah, every morning when, <laughs> when my fucking alarm goes off, I'm like, fuck me. Uh-huh. And, and it's, and it's not that I don't that I that I don't like my life. I can say that when I'm going to do or even the circumstance that I'm in at any one point. I could be going to do one of the most enjoyable things in my life, whatever that thing might be. When I wake up that day, I'm going to be fuck me because <laughs> I'm I'm tired, you know, and I'm like, whether I got six hours or five hours, sometimes I've gotten like four and a half hours of sleep and I feel better than when I've gotten mm. seven and a half. I don't right. understand that, mm-hmm. you know, and. So just recently driving down to, you know, to Myrtle beach, I was up literally, you know, by the time I got down there 24 hours. So I was certainly fucking tired. Um, I was alone the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, I listened to, you know, I don't know how many podcast episodes and whatever other maybe music in there. I was really fucking hungry, you know, but I didn't feel like drinking, you know? Um, but the the angry part, I would say, out of all of them, mm-hmm. not that it makes me want to drink, but I think anger is the most dangerous part for all of us. I right. think, but I'll say for myself, definitely for me. You sure. Know? Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, it's it's a little tough to do the next right thing when you're all pissed off. Right. 
Yeah, right. It's it's tough to be a good boy when you're all mad <laughs> at the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's why that I, I've said this openly, you know, that um in in definitely in recent years, easily not last handful of years, if not longer than that, um, you know, if if I'm in a shitty mood, I mean sometimes it, I'll just go to bed, you know, if right. it's, you yeah. know, thankfully if it's, if it's later on at night, whatever. And a lot of times that's what happens, you know, the day, the day was bull, full of bad fucking moments mm-hmm. and a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And by the time you, you know, you get home and you're by yourself and you're stewing and you're going over all the shit and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, or, or if nothing else, if you have to be around people at that point, I just, I try to be quiet, you know, yeah. or, you know, cause I, I know I, Maybe that's the gift, you know, the gift that we've gotten over these years mm-hmm. is that understanding the, and we've talked about it, the pause, you know, that's number mm-hmm. one in a normal circumstance. But when you're angry, that's even more difficult, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, so because you're, you're pissed off at something else, but somebody does or says something and you're like, yeah. and then you don't, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you don't do the next right thing because you're <laughs> fucking all up in your own head. Right. right. And that's, and that's. I thought about this too. You know, each one of those things is, um, again, it's, it's, um, not really selfish, but certainly internalized, you know, it's, it's, you know, our biggest problem is the unhealthy focus on ourselves, you know, always that's for me, that is the, you know, again, the root of our troubles, right? Selfishness and self-centeredness. Well, it's all self-centered. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm lonely. I'm tired. You know, <laughs> nobody fucking cares, man. You know, right. what about the people around you? Maybe they're fucking tired. Maybe they're hungry. Why don't you go make them something to eat. Go make a sandwich, asshole, for somebody else. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Guess what? That's going to fucking take care of all that shit. Yeah. Right. That's that's it, man. It's all internalized stuff, and so yes, it, it, that's why it's so dangerous for us because it's all me, 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 and that's never good for us addicts and alcoholics, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess you know I, I didn't really think about it that way, but the the hungry part, yeah. When I when I get hungry, I the only thing that it, if. The only time I get angry when I'm hungry is if something's blocking me from eating, which usually it's not a person. <laughs> right. It's a circumstance. Sure. You know? I'm just like, I, yeah, because then then I do. I start to feel run down and I'll start to get a headache. And, mm-hmm. you know, people say hangry and I, I don't I've never liked that term. Mm-hmm. I just say and I said it years ago that fungry that I'm fucking hungry. You know, that's, that's my word. I said that to Derek one time at a restaurant. I said, fungry. And I said, do you know what it, you know what that stands for? And he's like, I don't know, 13 or 14 years old. Uh-huh. He's like, quietly, he's like, does that stand for fucking hungry? I said, yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does, son. <laughs> and I said, I don't get hangry, man. I get fungry. I just get fucking hungry. Right. Know, I eat something, but usually it's my own goddamn fault because I didn't mm-hmm. plan ahead. Of course. If I go, if I go someplace now and it doesn't matter where I eat apples every morning now, I eat, you know, usually some peanuts because that puts a little bit of just substance in me, you know, till right. lunch. Yeah. And then um, I do that when I travel, whether I go up to Appleton or when I go out to Ohio or any place, mm-hmm. I take a couple apples with me and I have, I'll have a container of peanuts that I bought. And then, so I have something to eat or I'll pack some sandwiches, you know, yeah. if, if I'm fucking hungry, it's my fucking fault. Exactly. You know, that's why I say when only time I would get mad about it is if if somebody, which doesn't happen, nobody's holding me down going, <laughs> you can't eat motherfucker. Right. What? But I want to. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not a. We're not, not a fucking orphanage, man. In, in 18th century fucking England. Yeah, exactly. I'm not an orphanage, and I'm not. I'm not three having somebody smack my hand because I'm trying to grab a potato chip or something. Right. You know, I can go ahead and eat, eat any any fucking thing I want anytime I want. And if I don't, if I don't have food. It's my own goddamn fault. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, it just, it, and I think you're right. That might've been it. I know it was in a reading and I think it was mm-hmm. today and I think it was yeah. to keep it simple. So uh, yep. I'll give you that one because I don't, right. I don't remember exactly, it. but I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I got one, one more thing. And this was, I was listening to, and once again, through the, the traveling and stuff that I did, I popped into, uh, Mark Barron again. I haven't listened to his podcast in a while uh-huh. and, I mean, there's obviously he's got so many episodes in there, but yeah. people that I know, but I'm like, yeah, this person, that person. So I'm flipping yeah. all the way back. I'm, I probably went, whatever episode I was listening to was back in, when did his, um, that chick, his girlfriend, the blonde that died. Oh, Do you remember? oh God, that's been a couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was easily 2020 or 21 or whatever it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I flipped way back, but it was still, he was in, in a number of episodes after that. I mean, he was talking about it a lot. It was, I mean, it, you could clearly, I mean, he was fucking tore up about it. I right. get it. Um, but he had said that in this one, um, I, I mean, both of us have, I mean, been clear. We're, we're huge fans of, of Mark Maron. And I, uh-huh. I love listening to him. And he goes on about his politics. It's a little much. Doesn't matter what side he's on. I don't like when people go in on politics, but I can deal with it because I like him, you know. Mm-hmm. But so he said this statement was just um, I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Hey. He said um, there is nothing good about grief. And I think he said there's nothing fucking good about grief. Right. OK. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Um. I mean, you know, it's, it's not pleasant, but I mean, if you do it properly and get through it and, you know, like everything else, work it, um, you're, if you do it right, you're going to come out of the other side a little bit better than you were before, you know, um, adversity makes us stronger. That's, that's real basic. You know, your muscles don't get stronger unless you're pushing against something or something's pushing against you. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it would be wonderful if we never had to deal with it. But again, as we were talking about earlier, we have to accept that the universe is the way it is. And grief (laughs) is part of it because everything fucking dies. Um, (laughs) so, um, no, I, of course I don't agree with it because there's always good in everything if we look for it and we work towards the goodness in everything, even if it's garbage. Right. You know, and it was just, uh, it was funny because I, and I know I was driving when, um, I think I was, I don't know, whenever I was listening to it, but it, when he said it, it just, it, it just caught my attention. I'm like, eh, I don't agree with that. You know, because exactly what you said, Mm -hmm. you know, the, and let's go back to the acceptance part of it. Okay. The acceptance is that everyone dies. Everything dies. That's a great way to put it because it it is everything dies at at some point. It doesn't have to be, whether it's tragically or whether it's naturally, whatever the Mm -hmm. deal is, Mm -hmm. um, the, that's a, that's an absolute people, things are going to die. Okay. So, and unless you didn't give a fuck about the thing or the person, right. There's going to be some grief, right? Yep. So if there is grief and I learned this firsthand, mm-hmm. um, you know, between I look at my, you know, my dad and right. my stepdad and then our mom, 
you know, right. and three very big differences in between, you know, our, our stepdad and our mom, um, a huge amount of time, you know, 10 right. years, you mm-hmm. know, within that time frame, more than that, a little more, but right. the, 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 the quality of my, my processing through that, my, my dad, I didn't process it at all right. um, until after I got sober and it took me, so you figure, you know, it was 10 months until I even, you know, came to grips with it and was able mm-hmm. to, I don't know, even, even accept that and work through yeah. it, you know, yeah. um, Larry, you know, our stepdad was a different story again, it hurts and all those sort, sort of things, but I was able to be there and be there for other people for the first time in my life, you know, in, in more of a, a spotlight type of situation. That's a bad way to put it, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, not just uh, through that time frame, that year and a couple of months. I mean, granted, I, I was being there for other people and mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but that was probably the most glaring, you know, or most open one that I was there for people. Sure. And I was able to process that and not, not have it ruin me, you know, for any amount of time. Mm-hmm. And the same thing was, same thing with mom, you know, I mean, right. that one, was a tough one, you know, coming up to it, watching all the pain and all the agony. And, um, that was torturous, you know, just watching Mm -hmm. her deal with that, with that illness. And then, you know, when it happened, you know, so we get to a whole nother opportunity where we have this, you know, to be able to, to process that. So, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, no, it's not, it's not a, maybe another way to put this is there's nothing positive necessarily. It's not a positive emotion, but I think Mm. the good that comes out of it, like you said, is, you know, we become stronger that, for that. And, you know, we get to show who we can really be as individuals, especially, you know, us people, you know, people mm-hmm. like you and me um, that were, you know, just shitty individuals for so many years. Right. Exactly. It didn't give a and, fuck. And you even said, you know, it, it's because we, we cared, because we love these people and, mm-hmm. and we, you know, yeah, we truly cared about them that we mourn their loss. Yes, that's, that's, how could that be bad? If we didn't give a shit, we wouldn't care. Right. And thankfully, we give a shit today. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Like I said, it was, uh, and it wasn't, you know, I've, again, if I, Mark Barron crossed my path today, I wouldn't say, listen to you, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> there is something good about grief. What right. the fuck's wrong with you? You should know right. better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, right. That's and, not, and, that... and he probably does. It was in the moment. <laughs> and right. You know, exactly. Oh, I'm sure. Right. And and that's why I, I made that point that it was, this wasn't, you know, a, a recent episode. He was, sure. he was still, I mean, I know he yeah, was in he was the in thick. It. He was yeah. in it. Yeah. He yeah. Was he in was the in it. And, and I'm sure because he's one of us and he has the support and shit around him that, you know, one of his pals, one of us looked at him and said, that's wrong. And he went, yeah, you're <laughs> right. And, you know, they moved on because that's what we fucking do for each other. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I know. It was just, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was an interesting, I've never heard anyone necessarily put it in those words. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was, I, I just thought it was a good thing, whether I'd agree with it or not was not the point. It's just, I thought, you know, it was a, it was a thinking, a yeah, thinking line. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and speaking of which, um, he reran, um, his Wayne Kramer interview that we talked about oh, last really? week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was from about 10 years ago and it was really good. I listened to it this week. Oh, I'll have so, to do that. Yeah, yeah. Check it out, man. It was a good one. Cause you know, brother Wayne uh, was definitely one of us and has a hell of a story and yeah, it was good. I'll definitely have to. And they, it, it's, um, it was interesting. It wasn't the, the day, 
the day that it happened, but um, like a day or two afterwards, they, the morning show I listened to, they always, mm. they do this, uh, this showbiz news thing. They started doing it years ago to make fun of all the celebrities, mm-hmm. but now they do it. They talk about births and deaths and marriages. And yeah, they mentioned him, huh. you know, that he had passed away. They don't mention every celebrity that died, but right. yeah, they mentioned him. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I know that name. <laughs> oh, I know that name. <laughs> I, know I know that, that name, dude. dude. <laughs> but yeah. So speaking of that, him rerunning stuff, um, one of the ones it was, oh, I know what it was when I was going up to Appleton. I, I was all the way back when, uh, whatever that was that Bob Saget died, he reran mm-hmm. um, all three of the Bob Saget interviews. And I don't, I never listened to those. And I'm like, oh, that was, I, I mean, Bob Saget, he was what he was, but I thought right. he was interesting enough. Oh, yeah. And the, the shit, the conversations that he had with him, they were fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, just... I, I listened to those when, when he died too. I was still on the road when that happened. So, yeah. I was listening to lots of podcasts back then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was great. So yeah, just, I don't know. I, I bounce around through different things and I, I always enjoy Mark Barron, but yep. uh, you know, again, it's just certain things. I'm like, I want to hear about that person, but I keep scrolling back to figure out ones that I haven't listened to. But mm-hmm. um, so last thing, and this isn't a topic, but just a kind of a side note question for you. So at, at one point you and I were talking about maybe, um, talking more about like steps six and seven, you know, cause like uh-huh. what you're talking about, like drop the rock or do it. Right. Whatever. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out to you again. It's not something we have to decide now, mm-hmm. but you know, I know that so many, so many people and maybe even the drop the rock mentioned that, uh, you know, called them the, like the forgotten steps, or maybe you and right. I were talking about that. Yeah. And even though we're not necessarily going through the steps every, you know, every month, you know, now, mm-hmm. um, I just think that, I think it'd be fun because both you and I realize the importance of six and seven now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe we can figure out a way to, you know, kind of blend this into our, our conversations because if, if, if people are out there and you don't know what step six and seven are, if you don't, if you're not part of the, you know, the whole secret society thing, look them up though. They're mm-hmm. interesting. And I think, I think both of us would, would agree that you'll probably find something that you could use in them. And oh, uh, absolutely. It, I yeah. think it'd be even even for people who aren't necessarily AA based, you know, right. I still think you could find something in those steps. So I maybe... think you probably still have a defective character somewhere in you. Right. Yeah. Imagine yep. that. Right. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I think that that might be uh, that might be something that we can we can fill some time with, but uh, mm-hmm. also in a positive way. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So um, I don't know if this episode was interesting. I guess we'll see how it, uh, you know, how it plays. But um, I like that, uh, at least the idea of having, you know, having the guest on for half and then, um, you know, you and I get a chance. It seemed like everything went quick. But then again, you and I have only been talking for 40 minutes. So (laughs) usually when it's you and I, we get to talk for twice that long. So we do. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what? Not today because, uh, well, you don't feel good and we're, we're fucking done. So I think we are us out of here. We are definitely done. Well, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. Thank you to Carly for coming on and talking about her book and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, as always, kids, go out there, be good to somebody, be kind to somebody, do something nice for somebody else, and don't tell anybody that you did it. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. Now it is that time, kids. It is that time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off till you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream and keep fucking off forever.
Even even though you're down with the sickness, that came out pretty well. That came out pretty damn well. Sure. It's because nope. I feel it in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I knew you couldn't say that without laughing. Lunger. I couldn't uh, I couldn't <sighs> listen to it without laughing. So all right, man. Well, you know what? Um I, I think you should feel better. I'm and, gonna try. Uh, <laughs> I know we'll talk soon, but I love you, brother. And yeah, I we'll talk soon. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye. And now it is time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream. And keep fucking off forever. forever.